The Weekly Charge, a podcast for kids and families where we take a little time to charge as we plug in, power up, and press on with Christ. Simon, also called Peter, Chapter 3, Denier Something was changing. In their time following Jesus, they had seen so much. Peter and the other disciples watched Jesus heal people. They watched Jesus raise the dead. They watched people change their lives after hearing Jesus speak. And Jesus' message was a good one. Love God and love your neighbor. The change came when Jesus was talking to the disciples. He said something they didn't quite understand. Listen to me, Jesus said. Soon I will go into Jerusalem, and while there, I will suffer at the hands of the chief priests and the teachers of the law. When he said this, the disciples didn't know what to say. They knew that the religious leaders did not like Jesus or the things that he taught, but what did he mean by saying he would suffer at their hands? Then Jesus said, The Son of Man will die, I will be killed, and on the third day be raised to life. Once again, the disciples did not understand. They knew what the words meant. Jesus called himself the Son of Man sometimes, but why would Jesus say that he would die? And how did he know he would be killed? But it was Peter who actually said something to Jesus. Fear and confusion and anger all mixed together in his mind when Jesus said this, and he blurted out, No, Lord, never! Everyone turned to look at Peter after his outburst. He couldn't stop himself. This will never happen to you. I won't let it. The disciples all turned back to Jesus to see how Jesus would answer Peter. Jesus' hand pointed at Peter. He spoke with a commanding voice, like when he told the demons to leave people or when he told the fever to leave Peter's mother-in-law. Get out of my way, Satan. Some of the disciples gasped. Peter flinched back in surprise. You're thinking like men, not like my father. You speak with words that don't come from God. You must listen to what I say. If you want to come with me, you will have to take up your own cross every day. And after that, whenever Jesus talked about his death, the disciples did not understand what he meant. But they would find out soon enough. Not long after that, Jesus asked Peter, James, and John to come with him. He told them he was going to a mountain where they would pray. This was not unusual. Jesus often prayed in private places like this. But as Jesus prayed, something very strange happened. It had been a long day, and while Peter and the others prayed near Jesus, they started getting sleepy. But something happened that woke them up quickly. They noticed a light, a soft glow. And that light was coming from Jesus. It grew brighter and stronger, and Jesus' face began to shine, and his clothes and body became as bright as lightning. Once more, they didn't know what to say or do. It was unlike anything they had ever seen. And then, Peter watched as things got even stranger, because Jesus was not alone. Where he stood, there were two other men. They began talking to Jesus. They talked about the time that Jesus was facing. They talked about how Jesus would be going to Jerusalem. They talked about what would happen to Jesus there. While Peter listened, he heard them say their names. It couldn't be. 
the two men in the light with Jesus were Elijah and Moses? Moses, the man who brought the law down from Mount Sinai as he led God's people to the promised land centuries ago. Elijah, the prophet who spoke to God's people years and years later, telling them to follow God, speaking out warnings and promises. The Law and the Prophets The three men watched and listened in amazement, and then... Moses and Elijah were gone, and the light faded away, and Jesus turned to his friends. Peter said, Lord, what a blessing it was for us to be here. He looked around at the trees and the grass and the dirt and the stones. This place is special. This place is holy. We should build three shelters here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He didn't really know what he was talking about, but he felt like he had to say something. He felt like he had to do something. As he spoke, swirls of smoky fog started to gather around them. They were surrounded by this cloud, but even this cloud had a brightness to it. A voice spoke. This is my son, and I love him. Listen to him. It was God's voice. Peter's heart raced with fear and astonishment. When they walked back down the mountain, Jesus told them something he had been telling them a lot recently. Don't tell anyone about this, he said. Not until the Son of Man comes back to life, rising from the dead. When the time came to go to Jerusalem, Peter knew Jesus must be wrong. Even though Jesus kept saying he would die, he said he would be betrayed and put into the hands of the chief priests and the teachers of the law He said he would be condemned to death. He said he would be given over to the Gentiles, the Romans. He said they would mock him and spit on him and kill him. But now he was riding into Jerusalem on a donkey and the people were cheering him, celebrating him, worshiping him. As Jesus came into the city on the back of that donkey, they shouted, Hosanna and glory and blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord those things that Jesus said, that was not what a Messiah would do. Now Jesus was acting like the Messiah. He would rescue the people and Peter would stand by his side and do anything for him. How could the Romans kill him anyway? With his power? Peter didn't know why Jesus kept saying all those things, but Peter knew the things that Jesus said, they would never really happen. While they were in the city, they went to the place where they were staying It was a Thursday night, and when they entered the house, Jesus took a towel and a basin of water, and like a house servant, he went around to each of the disciples and washed and then dried their feet. Peter watched his master, his rabbi, his Messiah, do this job, this dirty job. And when Jesus finally came around to Peter, he said to Jesus, Lord, do you really plan to wash my feet? Jesus, looking up at Peter, took one of Peter's feet in his hands. You do not understand what I'm doing now, but soon you will. Peter pulled his foot away. No, never. You're never going to wash my feet. Once again, all the disciples listened to what was going on, watching to see what would happen as, once again, 
Peter had opened his mouth and told Jesus something that, honestly, some of them were thinking. But none of them would say it out loud, not to Jesus. Jesus only said, If I don't, you can have no part with me. Did Jesus really mean that? Peter thought about it for a moment. He couldn't imagine what life would be like if he couldn't follow Jesus. So he put out his hands, and a little too loudly he said, Then Lord, not just my feet, my hands too, and my head. Jesus smiled and almost laughed. No, my friend. If you've already been cleaned, then you only need your feet to be washed. And you're clean. But not all of you. When he was done, Jesus spoke to the disciples and said, You call me Master and Rabbi, and you're right to call me that. Now, follow my example. They went to eat together, and Jesus talked again about being betrayed. He spoke to Judas after that, and Judas left the table. Like so many other things, they did not understand what this meant. With Judas gone, Jesus took some bread in his hands, and he broke it and passed it to the disciples. This bread is my body. Take it and eat it in remembrance of me. After they ate the bread, an unusual thing to do because the meal was already finished, Jesus took a cup with wine in it. Drink from this cup, he said. It is my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins. And then, as he did so often during that time, Jesus started talking about the future. But none of them knew how soon this would happen when he said to them, I am not going to be with you much longer. Peter asked him, where are you going? He knew he would not like the answer. But when Jesus did answer him, he was surprised by the words. You cannot follow me to the place I am going, but you will later. Like so many other things Jesus said, Peter didn't understand, but he spoke anyway. Why not? Why can't I go with you now? You know I'd do anything for you. I'd die for you. With sadness in his voice, Jesus answered, All of you will fall away. It will happen as the prophet said, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. No! Peter shouted angrily. All of the others might, but I never will. Simon, 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 Jesus said calmly. Peter hated it when Jesus called him by that old name because whenever Jesus did that, it meant he was going to correct Peter. Satan wants to sift all of you like wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon. Ah, that name again. I pray that your faith will not fail and that when you turn back, you might give strength to your brothers. Turn back? What did that mean? Peter didn't feel as angry, but he still knew Jesus was wrong. Lord, Peter said as strongly as he could, I will go to prison for you. I will die for you. I will never leave you. Peter, before the rooster crows in the morning, you will deny that you even know me. Not once, not twice, three times. Then Jesus led the disciples to the Garden of Gethsemane, a place where he often went to pray quietly. It was late, and Jesus asked Peter, James, and John to join him further in the tree grove where there was privacy. Pray for me, he said. I'm so sad. My soul is heavy. Stay here and keep watch. Peter and his two friends did as Jesus asked, for a while. It was late, and it had been a long day, and 
Well, there were plenty of reasons for what happened. They fell asleep. Simon, a voice said. That name again. Peter's eyes opened quickly. What, Lord? Are you asleep? You couldn't keep watch for just one hour? Jesus left them again, asking them to watch and pray. Pray, he said, that you might not fall into temptation. But once again it happened. Simon, James, John, are you sleeping? The answer, of course, was yes, but they didn't know what to say. The third time it happened, Jesus came and woke them up again. Enough of this, Jesus said. Look, they are coming to take me. And sure enough, a crowd from the temple was coming, armed with swords and spears. They were led by Judas. It was just as Jesus had said. Judas had betrayed him. But Peter knew that Jesus was wrong about the other things he said. Jesus was wrong about what he had said about Peter. Peter loved Jesus, and he'd do anything for him. So as the men came toward Jesus, Peter grabbed a short sword that the disciples had brought with them. If you want to take away Jesus, you're going to have to deal with me. There were many men there, some guards, some servants. The closest one to Peter was the high priest's servant, and Peter attacked, swinging the sword. The sword hit its mark, striking the man on the side of the head and cutting off his ear. The man cried out. The mob of people stopped. The disciples stood with Jesus, and Peter stood in the middle of the two groups. But Jesus stepped forward, shouting at Peter, No more. Put the sword away. This is what must happen. Peter watched Jesus pick up the man's ear and touch it to the man's head. And when he took his hand away, the man was healed. What was Jesus doing? These men were here to kill him, and he was healing one of them? Peter watched as Jesus let them take him and tie him up and lead him away. And then, like all the other disciples, he ran. They all ran away. How could this be happening? Peter joined up with John, and the two of them followed from a distance, watching as Jesus was led to the home of the high priest. I can get us in, John said. I know some people here. In the courtyard, Peter felt scared, terrified. Jesus came into the city, and so many people praised and honored him. But this crowd, these people, the whole place seemed to buzz with hate and anger. Suddenly, he worried about what would happen if they figured out who he was, that he knew Jesus. A servant girl asked him, are you one of this man's disciples? Peter looked from one side to the other, trying to see if he recognized anyone. John was ahead of them. No, he said, I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about, woman. She nodded and left Peter and John by the fire. He watched as the high priest and the other priests and teachers questioned Jesus and gave him what seemed to be a trial. While he watched from this distance, some of the people around the fire looked at him. He tried to pretend he didn't notice, but one of them said, You're one of his disciples, aren't you? I swear, he said. I'm not. I don't even know him. But someone else said, I think I saw him in the garden when they arrested Jesus. And another man said, You're from Galilee. You must be one of Jesus' followers. No, Peter yelled back. Curse you. I don't know what you're talking about. And then, at that moment, the rooster crowed. Oh, no, Peter said, realizing what had happened. He had said he would stay by Jesus' side no matter what. But Jesus said that Peter would deny he even knew him. Of course, Jesus was right. Jesus was brought out of the house near enough that he could see Peter and Peter could see him. Jesus looked up. Their eyes met. Peter couldn't take it. 
He ran out of the courtyard and found a place where no one was around and he collapsed, weeping, his shoulders shaking, tears falling from his eyes. It all happened just like Jesus said. He had betrayed Jesus just as much as Judas had. Maybe more, because he promised to stay by Jesus' side, and now he knew. Everything else Jesus had said was going to happen. That was going to happen too. Jesus was going to die. And Peter ran away and left him. Left his master. His rabbi. His friend. His Messiah. That's all for our story this week. The events in this week's story can be found in Matthew chapter 16, 17, and 26, Mark chapter 8 and 14, Luke chapter 9 and 22, and John chapter 6, 13, and 18. Next week, we'll see what happens to Jesus and Peter after that dark, awful night. For now, as you think about this story of Peter, what is the part that you remember the most? When you think about that part of the story, what does it tell you about God? Talk about that with your family. The part I think the most about is that Peter thought he was right and that Jesus was wrong. I wonder how different it would have been if Peter accepted what Jesus said instead of arguing with him about so many different things. But while Peter didn't always say the right thing and sometimes he did things to let Jesus down and sometimes he did things without thinking and he actually lied about Jesus and said he never even knew him and he ran away from Jesus, Jesus still loved Peter and taught Peter and helped Peter. Peter turned away from Jesus, but Jesus never turned away from Peter. And it feels good to know that Jesus loves us in the same way. We hope you have a great week. For now, thank you so much for listening. I'm Pastor Ben. And until next time, we want to remind you to charge, plug in and connect with Christ, power up and become like Christ, and press on by being Christ-like in the world. Weekly Charge is a production of the Napanee Missionary Church Kidman Department. You can find out more at nmc.church. You can find this podcast at nmckidman.com. I'm Pam, and as always, thanks for listening.